How's it going, guys? <clears throat> Let me uh, turn this off here a little bit before I get the... Uh... Alrighty. Alright, how's it going, everybody? Is everybody? Can everybody hear me okay? Can everybody hear me okay? Just sound check. One, two, three... Uh, how's it going from Belgium, from Sydney? Um, how's it going from Boston? Mike check, Mike check, Mike check, everybody. Welcome, we got 62 viewers. Welcome, everybody, to CB's live station. Today is Sunday, April 7th. Uh, we are in our third coin today that is pumping hard. It is Ethereum Classic. Uh, and I am excited here to show you because this is something that um, I have been looking at as far as our bull market run. And um, one of the things I was talking about before my group was this idea of these Coinbase, Coinbase coins pumping. If you have not watched my other videos, I recommend you guys do that because I was explicitly talking about the whales and how these whales are splashing around these tokens and how now we're starting to see the overall picture of these coins pumping, right? So uh, let's go ahead and uh, let me change this real quick. I think I made a mistake here and let me change this live. Let's go with ETC, Ethereum Classic Discussion. What is next? Let's go ahead and do that real quick. All right. All right. How about now? Can everybody see the title now? I think the, the title has been like that. Um, so anyway, um, a couple of days ago, I was talking to my friend and we, we, were, we were kind of mentioning this idea of, um, you know, what should we do when the market is pumping, right? Uh, and uh, and so this is something that, you know, I always kind of ask myself that same question. I say, look, uh, people are probably going to FOMO in at this point, but the Coinbase coins, in my opinion, are the ones that people should be really looking at. Um, and there's a couple of strategies in which I go ahead and do those uh, because, you know, uh, did I misspell that? <laughs> I think I misspelled the title again. What is what coin is next? Sorry about that, guys. I am just a little bit excited right now and just trying to get everything going again here. So um, anyway, um, you, you know, so I was talking to my friend about this and, you know, we were we were talking a little bit about specifically, you know, should we chase the pumps? Um, is that something to be looking over um, in there? And so uh, we'll talk a little bit about that because this is something that I always talk with my group and we kind of have this conversation about the overall macro perspective. All right, Nathan asks, can you go over what service do you offer in Patreon and what do you get for different levels? A absolutely, absolutely, Nathan. So, um, you know, there's two parts of this right now. I'm actually focused a lot on the Patreon. Um, obviously, you guys as a community, I do value, I do value a lot. You go play, go play iPad, go play iPad. And, um, and uh, one of the things is that um, for the Patreon groups, I have different tiers. 
Um, one of the top tiers is what I call my premium group. Uh, this is the people that I actually have more contact with on a day-to-day -day basis where I give firsthand some of the things, some of the coins I am watching and also some of the new developments that I am seeing before it gets on YouTube. Uh, eventually, it will get on YouTube. It's just that I, I want to dedicate my time to people who actually end up um, you know, you know, being part of that group. So the first group is usually like what I call, um, if I have like, let's say 10 or 15 coins, these are the, the people that usually get access to that those lists. Um, and that's usually something I do for my own personal trading. So it's not like I'm just putting out a bunch of stuff. It's actually the ones I am actually purchasing and, and what I'm actually doing. Then you get to the second and third four tiers, which are pretty much going to get you market updates. Um, it'll get you a lot more different coins as well, but not as much as like your top three tiers. And so if you go onto the Patreon page, you'll find those different tiers in there. Basically what it comes down to is taking a look at the coins I'm watching so that I can get into them, you know, um, early on and begin to execute, you know, you know, profit taking levels and areas in which I am going to be selling at certain points. And I usually tell a full disclosure to everybody that I own these coins. These are the coins in my portfolio. These are the coins that I'm actively and aggressively accumulating. So Patreon basically allows that. So services include like market updates, coin analysis, uh, fundamental research, or any extra stuff that I'm not doing on YouTube on a day-to-day -day basis. That one gets updated at least twice or three times a week um, at the minimum. And when we get really into these trading opportunities, that's where I really start ramping it up a little bit. So th that's basically it. People can ask questions. Um, they can talk a little bit. I, can't, I just can't give financial advice. So it's more like you can take a peek at what I am doing so that you know everybody gets a chance to see how my thought process is and and so on so that's basically patreon if you go onto the patreon.com slash crypto but you'll see that a little bit and, and you know and stuff like this I, we didn't get into ethereum classic i'll tell you that right now um but i i am watching a lot of the coinbase coins and taking a look at technical levels throwing in some fundamental research and things like that eventually i'm going to do a full-fledged website and so on but right now i'm just kind of trying to get the get the uh, you know the membership up to speed on some of the things that I'm doing because it's been really really busy for these last two weeks all right so thank you for that question question Nathan I really appreciate that and anybody who's interested you guys can go ahead and check it out all right so let's talk a little bit about ethereum classic and some of the things that I'm gonna be uh, looking at and and you know if you guys remember from my research a couple of years ago I did talk about Ethereum Classic when it was at its peak. That's was something that I think everybody was like, oh, yeah, you know, let's talk about Ether. And, and you know, there was this whole, like, debacle about Ethereum Classic specifically of how Ethereum Classic was going to somehow complement um, Ether. And so, you know, when, when I look at these pumps, uh, this is actually a really good trading opportunity. So, so this is the thing I, I kind of start connecting the pieces, right? Because we've had these, these last couple of days have been a very good sustained run. And again, I, I want to emphasize this very, very carefully. The pumps that you're actually seeing are not retail, right? And so what you're seeing right here is a continuation of whales purchasing coins to start the process of a full-blown rally later on down the, down the road. And I'm not saying that they're going to pump these coins up 100% tomorrow because usually they know what the hell they're doing. Like these people are super, super smart. And I'm not talking about people who are manipulating the market. I'm talking about people who perhaps are going to establish long-term positions. Now, there could be a couple of players out there who are doing this. Personally, I'm not a big fan of Ethereum Classic. 
I think Ethereum Classic is, um, first off, they have some issues with their developments, um, you know, a community, but I find it to be a very good trading opportunity. Now, the fact that it's already moved up 33 plus percentage, I think, I think it shows you that many of these coins have the potential to run. Uh, and I'm not saying that these are shit coins or these are coins that you, you know people are not going to be buying. If if I if it pulls back, I'm probably going to enter into to these coins as well. So here's the thing: um, Ethereum Classic has a development piece, and so let me go ahead and, and kind of talk a little bit about what's going on with Ether because this is something that everybody needs to really understand: is that when you're looking at these coins specifically, right? And you're trying to understand what these coins, why they're pumping, uh, specifically Ethereum is up 31%. I, I don't really, I think that's a great opportunity in terms of following Ethereum. And this is something I will be actually following up with my group specifically later down the later down this week about you know if there is an entry point here, what entry points am I going to be looking at? Now again. I don't tell people what to do, what to buy, or whatnot. These are the things that I'm kind of, kind of understanding what it looks like. And if I find that there is actually some substance to this, to this pump, then I'm gonna go ahead and, and put a little bit of money in there. I'm not gonna put a lot in there, but I think I think it's merits a 31% pump on heavy volume. It's a pretty good pump, if you ask me. Uh, and I, I'm I'm not here in the business of trying to you know, be ideological about the situation and say, look, I think that Ether is, you know, in my opinion, um, you know, better than Ethereum Classic or whatever the case is, it, it really doesn't matter. And, and the reason why it doesn't really matter at this point is because, you know, many of these coins are going to have 30, 40% pumps. Um, and I think this is something very worthwhile to see. All right, taking a look at the news here, Ethereum is actually trading on heavy, heavy volume today. Uh, basically, um, you know, if you take a look at the news here, basically it's because they had the Atlantis network upgrade. Um, and so let's kind of talk a little bit about this idea. So the uh, Atlantis upgrade, as uh, pretty much as you can see from here, uh, pretty much was, I'm just going to read off pieces of this one. It says a community-wide meeting was held among network participants to kickstart discussions about the proposed network upgrade ECIP 1054, nicknamed Atlantis. And uh, pretty much what it comes down to is going to be the proposed hard fork that's going to be on block number 8,750,000 on the ETC mainnet. Uh, and so they, they basically say that all proposed rules have been agreed upon by the core devs. Um, and uh, this hard fork pretty much is going to you know, I guess people thought that this this network upgrade is going to be important enough that they're going to pump it up. Uh, I, you know, as far as catching up with the Ethereum Classic community, uh, and I'm not sure if you guys can can post something below regarding uh, regarding this. Uh, and and yeah, you know, I, I I thought the project was dead. The devs had already, you know, um, I think somebody made a comment here that this project was pretty much dead because some of the devs decided to abandon the project because they ran out of money. So, um, you know, what's going on here? I, I personally, I think I think it's a really good explanation here that, you know, in, in cases like this, that even though the project is technically dead, uh, I think it's something that, you know, to take a look at because normally you wouldn't get a pump like this even with the network upgrade. But who knows? You know, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes as far as the coin itself. I mean, you know, even if the project was left for dead at four bucks, 
Um, is this a tradable opportunity? And so if Ethereum pulls back, if Ethereum Classic pulls back, but there's something out of the camp that they're going to revive the project, then obviously at that point, um, it's super, super undervalued because relative to Ethereum, this, this coin is basically left for dead. So you're going to get a lot of these opportunities like this because many of the coins that were fan favorites, especially the coins that are being listed on certain exchanges like on Coinbase, which is in this case was Ethereum Classic, uh, this is something that I think it's going to be pretty, pretty important. So overall, I would say that, um, you know, in terms of the overall picture, uh, I'm going to wait and see on this one. Obviously, I'm not going to FOMO in on a 33% pump uh, because just because, you know, it's, it's just like asking for it. But the basically the surge um, is really attributed to this uh, fork idea. Uh, now, let's take, let's take a look at some other pieces for Ethereum Classic and let's see what I think about them uh, specifically. And so there's there's a couple of a couple of pieces that kind of comes with this. Um, everybody's talking really about this idea that it's the network upgrade, the network upgrade. But, you know, I think there's a little something more behind it. I don't think it's necessarily because we've seen a lot of upgrades before um, and it's not something that I personally think it warrants a 33% pump, but putting the pieces together, putting two and two together, Ethereum Classic is still on Coinbase. Uh, and remember that a couple of days ago, wallets were being, you know, Bitcoin was moving around in, in, in these wallets. And what was happening is that there's a lot of Bitcoin right now in these wallets. So once people just decide to say, you know what, let's open up the wallets a little bit, dump some Bitcoin in, let's choose our project, it doesn't really matter, they can technically push many of these coins out. So I think uh, this is a great opportunity to take a look at specifically um, what it is. And uh, as far as you know, taking a look at the Ethereum Classic fork, um, there's actually a couple of things I wanted to share with you guys. Um, the first one being that... Um, they're making some serious changes to the network for Ethereum Classic specifically, right? Um, and so if you take a look at first one is that they're actually going to be adding uh, code size limits. Um, the developers are still apparently still working on it. And again, anybody who here can tell me otherwise uh, or what's going on, I, I think this would be kind of like a precursor to an altcoin run. So that's why I'm alerting everybody in my membership that just get ready for this altcoin run because this this runs these runs it doesn't really matter what what the coin is it's going to be a massive pump across the board and so you got to be really prepared because when you start FOMOing in at these coins that's when you get into trouble so setting setting yourselves up for specific projects that are in there now again Ethereum Classic probably wouldn't have guessed that they were this thing would have pumped but let's take a look at the first one um they're adding a couple of contracts in um they're including calculations they're making uh receipts on the etc um they're basically talking about they had a meeting uh, a couple of days ago and it says development team of ethereum classic have proposed six major changes to the upcoming hard fork um that was basically um occurring on that block um the actual development team was actually his name is zach mitten and he was talking a little bit about compatibility and talking about reduction. Um, most there's still people working on the team. I, I don't I don't know when that tweet came out a while back when they were talking about shutting down Ethereum Classic development. I think that came from maybe one or two developers, but it looks like people are still developing it. Uh, Zach Min is running a script, uh, and yeah, basically it's just a lot of technical stuff going on. So kind of interesting to see what's actually happening. Um, all right, so let's take a look at. Um, 
something else for Ethereum Classic and specifically with the prices because I'm kind of curious if there is some sort <coughs> some sort of continuation <coughs> excuse me um, in the altcoin price so really what it comes down to guys it's not so much like oh my god I'm a big fan of Ethereum Classic what it comes down to is what coin will come next that's 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 the big question mm. all right all right let's take a look so if we go ahead and take a look at the overall market right uh let me see how come this thing is not um all right here we go All right, so if we take a look at the overall market right here, you kind of see that majority of the coins, right? So if I'm looking at specifically Ethereum Classics uh, uh, tweet, okay? Uh, and, you know, let me just kind of dig in here a little bit. This is some of the stuff that, you know, we kind of try to do um, by monitoring all the coins, right? And, and here's what I actually tell people as I say, look, one of the things you want to do is always try to monitor, you know, specifically um what are what are some things going on with um with these coins but uh they're basically talking a little bit about the etc about they're pushing about 1.2 billion uh if you take a look at the actual market cap here uh so they push they push a pretty good amount they reported about 4.4.2 billion in um in volume pumping it up to about 24 percent so this is actually a pretty significant pump, I would say. I mean, I, I, I probably would say that in, in terms of everything, it's a really, really good one. Uh, it's actually, there's actually a, an article here on the Ethereum Classic website about the ECIP 104, uh, Atlantis pump. Um, you know, there really isn't much, you know, and that's the thing I'm trying to figure out how, how far this is going to move. But it looks like uh, people are definitely pretty bullish on it. And to me, it actually looks like, um, you know, this is actually another one. We're talking about a little bit about the correlations. I think this is really interesting to see, um, you know, in regards to the correlations and the asset classes, right? If you take a look at Ether, right? So Ether is actually crossing out, well, Ethereum Classic specific to the Bitcoin price. Um, if you're talking about the correlations, this is really what I'm talking about these correlations with Bitcoin at some point what you're going to end up having is a positive correlation with a lot of these altcoins and Bitcoin so far they've kind of deviated a lot because most people have said oh I think all the altcoins are shit coins or whatever but if you take a look at the actual deviations now they're getting a lot closer to Bitcoin so I, I expect this to continue in the next couple of days as we're beginning to see this altcoin run and so you know when you're taking a look at you know, altcoins as a whole, right? We had the Bitcoin taking up, you know, that 5,000 mark a couple of days ago. And now we're kind of stabilizing. And now we're getting these these little smaller coins pumping. So overall, I think we're all going to eventually deviate. We're going to start moving towards a more positive correlation with Bitcoin. Uh, as usual, and this is exactly what happened, you know, two years ago, is when you start seeing these, these, these evidence, I, I call it evidence, really, this evidence and not opinion but fact-based data that shows um, these trends you can begin to start positioning yourself in a certain situation where you can take advantage of the move um, obviously i you know if i if i were to guess what would be the next move coins up 
Um, you know, someone actually mentioned it here on the chat. I, you know, zero X seems to be a likely contender. Um, you know, we're looking at now the micro cap coins, and we're looking at stuff in the mid cap, low cap coins. Um, I do have a list of coins that I'm actually watching, and I have to confirm that with the technicals and the fundamentals. So there's a lot of pieces that kind of come in play. It's not just saying, all right, I'm just gonna go gamble and buy a bunch of these altcoins. But if you take a look at the since the March data that's coming in. Um, overall, if you take a look at Bitcoin and the S&P 500 specifically, we're now trending in towards this positive, positive uh, momentum. And that's something that we definitely need because if this market is to continue, you just can't have Bitcoin move by itself. At some point, you're going to do that. Now, again, I want to I want to share with all of you the reasons why I think this It's not just my own opinion or because I want people people to pump my 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 bags or anything is that when you're trying to see. When you're starting to see these Bitcoin um, wallets um, move and they're moving into these exchanges, it's only a matter of time before people start putting money into these other altcoins. And so that's kind of something to see. All right. Uh, another thing I also want to mention here, I think uh, overall there's there's a lot of cool stuff happening. But, uh, you know, I would say that, you know, as you're as you're taking a look at, you know, Ether specifically and let's take a look at some of the news coming out of here okay um you know if you take a look at stuff like this um you know when you're taking a look at let's just say that you're looking at stuff like uh, i don't know i mean i'm trying to figure out what the best way here is um you know and and to see this so just give me a second guys um you know when we're trying to see the actual coins themselves you know, as you can see from here, um, a lot of the cases, a lot of the cases that you're seeing is this idea of these altcoin pumps. And so these last 24 hours have been pretty, pretty good, right? So we have 2.9%. Um, we're actually edging along pretty nicely. The, the only question here is, and I kind of go back down here to the list a little bit because, you know, as you can see from here, Ethereum Classic's at 32% for the last tw uh, 24 hours. We also have link uh, chain link here. Chain link is up 60%, which is kind of interesting because normally you wouldn't get, um, you know, these little small coins pumping like that. But uh, you know, again, it shows you that people are trying to pump these coins as usual. So uh, let's take a look at chain link. What's the news on this guy? Uh, I, I, you know, I would venture to say that wow, 67% on Chainlink, and, and you know, and this is something that everybody kind of looks at and they're like, why would Chainlink pump, right? But again, going back, going back to your original thought about these altcoin seasons and these altcoin market, it's one of those things where you always are thinking to yourself, what coins, what coins would most likely pump, right? So now you're getting from the Bitcoin, the majors, what I call the majors, right? The majors would be like your, um, you know, your majors would be something like, um, you know, Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin, and so on. Then you get your your mid cap, and then you get your low cap, right? Your lower cap coins. And so right now we're getting that trickle down effect, where we're trying to see what how to position, uh, you know, these coins in such a way that if you ever get into something like Chainlink, uh, which I, I did cover a while back, Chainlink is actually kind of interesting because it kind of tends to do something like a Ripple payment system type of thing. But what's interesting with Chainlink is that 
60% run for chain link is, is unbelievable. So let's take a look. Let's let's take a look at some of these. I mean, I, I would even venture to say is buy buy everything. I mean, at this point, it's like buy a little of everything. Because, you know, you never really know what's going to happen as far as predicting, you know, these coins. But remember that a lot of these coins were so beaten down for the last couple of months that anything will set them off. And, and that's the reason why I think uh, it's kind of interesting for that. So someone says, Stephen Wolfram says, Chainlink is only up on Bithum. Uh, Bithum. And let's, let's take a look here. So Bithum, yep, it looks like Bithum is a 67%. Very good observation there, uh, Stephen. You definitely uh, take the cake for that one. Thank you for pointing that out. Um, so here we go. Is this, you know, Bitaham was a, a Korean exchange, right? A while back, we had what they called the kimchi premium. I don't know if you guys remember what the kimchi premium was. The kimchi premium was basically this idea that in Korea, they, tend, they started to pump early enough in Asia. And so what happened was, they uh they went ahead and and pumped it and then all of a sudden it starts to kind of you know feel together for the next couple of countries and so if korea is going to lead the pumps you know i call it who's gonna who's gonna lead these pumps um that's gonna be kind of interesting now binance's price is actually a little off here so it says here someone says they have disallowed deposits within to withdraw due to the eos hack uh because someone put 10 grand to unbit them and that's the only reason <laughs> see so there we go so a lot of these a lot of these um you know coins that pump um so you got to be really careful right because i'm looking at, at you know a chain link and i'm like saying to myself how why is it that you know you know it's pumping up that hard but you know here's the thing is that the volume if the volume is not there and it's only restricted on one exchange then you got problems right there and you know clearly you can see this right here so i'm going to go down here to a little bit to take a look so on bit hum or bit thumb i guess you want to call it or bit hum oh yeah bit hum i thought it was yeah, bit hum it has a volume of 8.82 million uh and so if you take a look at bit hum here it looks like monero is the highest along with Dash, and all the other ones are pretty low volume. In fact, uh, Chainlink is about 6.7, but it's only a 1%. So there's something going on, something a little bit screwy going on with in Korea for Bithum. Uh, and, and, and you know, Binance's, I, I would go off of Binance's price at 58 cents. So technically, this is incorrect. So that's why I, I would probably stay away from these type of. Uh, I, I, I would probably stay away from coins like this. This is definitely something I would not touch. Um, just because there's two prices right now, one on BitHome and one on Binance. You've got a one dollar you've got a one dollar price on in change on on in South Korea, and then you have a fifty cents price in change in uh, on Binance. So that's kind of a I don't know. I I I I, I, I this one I would not I would not even dig into it once they, they figure out the other part but um, that's kind of interesting to see I guess all right uh, looks like waves is pumping here's another one that's kind of kind of pumping up a little bit and uh, let's take a look at waves our friend waves here uh, waves is up fourteen percent so that's kind of interesting and waves looks like again we have a discrepancy here with bithum so i'm so it's 295 technically that that's that's not correct so i'm not gonna bithum is screwing up all the all the all the prices right now because they're being quoted um they're coded it uh they're coded it um differently so i would not say that 
All right, Litecoin, we are back on Litecoin. I think uh, Litecoin, you know, it's pretty holding us nicely. I think, um, you know, people were, you know, I think, I'm not sure if you're looking at the one day thing, but if you're looking at the four hour for Litecoin, I think, I personally think Litecoin has a lot more room to run. Um, you know, it's it's a coin that, you know, has, you know, there's a lot of catalysts going on for this coin. I think it's pretty clear where this thing is going. So I'm not going to really talk about this one because I kind of talked about it too much already last time. All right. So let's take a look at the one hour here. On the one hour, we're looking at PIVX. PIVX is kind of interesting here. PIVX, we've got PIVX. PIVX was actually my favorite, one of my, my interesting coins. Everybody seems to like PIVX. Uh, you, you know, if you guys remember a while back, it was, um, PIVX was, was definitely in there. Uh, you know, it was one of those coins that everybody had a, a big, you know, uh, hard on for. And I don't know, I never really could find the real purpose behind PIVX. But it was, it's a pretty nice coin, actually, if you think about PIVX. Uh, I, I think PIVX has this staking piece that people tend to gravitate towards. And I don't think it's going to be something where um, people are going to be like, oh, you know, I think PIVX is going to die or anything. I think it's kind of interesting. It's got that staking piece on it. So major candles for PIVX. If you take a look at these candles, take a look at that guy right there. Oh, my God. And then PIVX had the nice little pump consolidation. And then now we're back up here at that point. All right, so uh, let's take a look at the major here. Our majors are for Bitcoin, and we're starting to see a little bit of a movement. We're at 5,200. It looks like we're pumping up nicely here on, on Bitcoin. <clears throat> so that's something to really consider. <clears throat> it looks like people are putting out here that we have a breakout. And this is, I, lo I love it when it happens on live streams because, you know, we get to all see the, uh, I'll get my popcorn out. We get to see the, uh, the action popping here. As we got our bags loaded, <clears throat> sorry, uh, and I, just to let you guys know, I've been I've been loading up for the last couple of days already. So this is something that, you know, I'm just waiting to sell. You know, I'm not buying right now because I, I don't chase. So I don't really chase these coins. I basically buy early and then at some point what's going to happen is the coins are going to pump. And then that's when I start selling, right? So I learned, I learned my lesson 17, right? And I think everybody else did that. You never want to chase these pumps. Um, <laughs> nom, 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 nom. I can do whatever the heck I want on my channel, man. Um, so anyway, if you take a look at these pumps, Okay, I'll I'll stop I'll stop the I'll stop the popcorn. Maybe maybe one more popcorn. That's it. Oh, <laughs> hey man. If you take if you take a look at the pump right now for Bitcoin, right? You know when you're taking a look at these these pumps and you're looking at specifically how high they can go. Um, what you're seeing right now is um, you're seeing these pumps happen, and um. I'm just gonna choose. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna uh, um, eat on. Uh, eat on popcorn just to annoy you guys. <laughs> Look, here's the thing, guys. For Bitcoin specifically, we're heading. To, we're heading. We're heading to the six thousand mark. <clears throat> regardless, right? So, so one of the one of the reasons why everything is pumping right now is because if you take a look at Bitcoin's price as a whole. Right, this consolidation that we've had for the last couple of days, 
um, when you're seeing seeing these pumps going um, across the board, you're going to find that these altcoins are going to start popping up left and right. And so let's take a look at our favorite here. I think that was the other one that I was talking, kind of talking about ontology. People were asking me about on, but well. So ontology is kind of interesting because ontology has has been has been um, you know beaten down so bad that you know it's actually pat. I think it went below. I think it's at the pre IPO price, ICO price. Or it's actually lower. I don't remember what the ICO price was for Ontology, but all I know is that a dollar fifty-five is like it's nothing really. If if this coin does even half of what it says it's supposed to do, this coin is probably going to rally at least back up to ten. Um, I mean, there there really is no. I think there's no real indication at this point. If you're taking a look at these coins as a whole and saying to yourself, "Is this coin dead?" I mean, you just basically have to look at the development. And so let me take a look at the development for Ont really quick and, and see if they act to have been actively running any of their stuff right and so if you take a look at Ant as a whole right they're actually doing airdrops here with these people um, they're actually doing uh, projects they've got wallets going on it's active development I mean either way guys I mean they're still excuse me they're still doing the research um, so, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that kind of go around with this that I, I feel that people kind of gave up on the project just because of, you know, a couple of hiccups they had. I mean, uh, you know, they've still got the staking going, going off for the on gas. Um, their stuff is super liquid. Um, you could still trade it at Binance. Um, you know, th there really isn't a lot of, um, I, I would say there's a lot of potential for Ant um, as a whole. And again, it doesn't really take much. Uh, it basically takes just a little bit of news to push these coins up. And so if there's any sort of hype that comes around here, people are going to FOMO in and they're going to do whatever they can. All right, let's take a look. It looks like you guys are busy with the... Uh, <clears throat> let's take a look at what's happening here with the markets. Uh, let's take a look. Let's take a look. All right, so you guys have... Um, okay, so a couple of things here, guys. Uh, I want to be watching these altcoins markets because these last couple of days has been very, very constructive. And I want to be updating everybody line by line specifically about what are some things that I'm watching. Now, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to go into the um, I'm going to go in there and I'm going to go into to the uh, what's that word into the group. And I want to talk about some of these altcoins uh, because that's something that I think a lot of people need to really understand is that if you take a look at this market rally that we're having right now, and specifically if you take a look at coins like Ontology, and if you take a look at coins like Neo, um, you know any any coin within this top ten range, and I would even venture to say stuff like Dash or IOTA, uh, or even Tron as an example, right? These coins have major major potential, and and again I want to emphasize this idea here, right? These last seven dates have been super, super constructive. Across the board, we're seeing green across the board on the seven-day charts. So let's assume you had bought in a week. I mean, you're basically already up almost double digits. Um, I mean, it's not like it's not a coincidence, right? Everything is here for a reason. This is very different from what we had. Uh, let's just say in January, February, where you would get like a coin pump, and then all of a sudden everything would dump. Here's the thing: is that a lot of these things. The way everything is happening right now is that 
I expect that many of your top 10, top 20 coins are probably going to start pumping up real good. Uh, it's going to be like, you know, it's going to be, I don't know. It's going to be like popcorn, I guess. You know, just kind of watching some of these. But um, but the thing is that, and, you know, I want to really emphasize is this idea is that, you know, if I take a look at a project like Neo as an example, right? I think Neo is a great project. I mean, personally, I think Neo is, is still there. I mean, it's not it's not going anywhere. I mean, if anybody thought that Neo is going to stop developing just because the market went down, I think that's a that's a mistake. And so, with Neo as as an example, you know, as I'm looking at Neo, and I'm asking myself the question, is you know, can this coin pump up again? I, I personally think it can. Uh, you know, if you take a look at Neo's price, thirteen dollars. I mean, that's very very cheap. Uh, if you take a look at the year to date, you know, we are up already from the eight dollar range. This is actually a really good constructive chart, guys. I mean, there, there's nothing. If you take a look at the one year for Neo, I mean, it was at one point almost $180. Right? So, I mean, specifically, what's going on with Neo is that, I mean, it's a platform coin. And, uh, you know, at this point, it's, um, you know, it, it, it's got a lot of potential. It's got a lot, a lot of potential. So, you know, what's 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 the loss here at this point i guess if i were to ask you guys it's what's the loss so if i buy neo here at 12.98 which is extremely extremely um cheap um and let's assume that neo is a scam coin as some people are pointing out here and they went to ontology or whatever the case is then ontology should be should be the one to go right but the thing is that I mean, at twelve ninety six, if they stop development, if they're not doing anything with them, um, I, I don't know. I mean, I think at this point, if they if they abandoned the project, and if Neo was abandoned, then sure, then go ahead and go into something like Aunt. But if not, uh, maybe a fifty dollar Neo, maybe a twenty dollar Neo would definitely be good as a trading opportunity. Um, you know, I think they would have shut down the project if they had exit scammed everybody. I, I don't personally don't think they have exit scammed. I think people just moved towards Aunt and maybe whatever the case is. I, I don't know what the whole drama is between them. But I'll be looking at specifically some other projects, um, you know, and more importantly, what's going on with the Net5 token in, uh, in uh, ecosystem. So let's take a look at Neo real quick and, and take a look at, uh, um, you know, when I first covered Neo, I think it was really great to see that. Uh, there has been a lot of FUD going around. I, I personally think it's FUD. Um, you know, and people can make up whatever, you know, stories they want just to, just to put out there, just put a bunch of crap out there about the coins. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. Pe people don't really do their research, honestly. I think people like to just talk a lot of shit, um, on online. And, um, and so, you know, and I, you know, there's a lot of, misinformation out there regarding these projects um out of all the projects out there this 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 one doesn't really make sense um you know i personally feel that if neo abandoned the project and exit scammed everybody i don't think they would have gone through all the trouble of doing this i mean you know and they constantly update their stuff they constantly update their community um you know, I, I guess FUD is FUD, right? People like to create FUD for no reason and they like to smash projects and talk shit about them.
because they think that somehow there's some sort of conspiracy about it or whatever. It just could be that they're that they're you know it's a slow process. Who knows? I mean, I, I personally don't really know. Uh, you know, in terms of Neo, do I think that it's got a lot of potential? I still think I still think it does. I mean, the Net Five tokens, the stuff that they do, um, it's still pretty solid. If they exit scammed everybody and all that stuff, then I mean, it, it, it's I don't know. I, I just find it very, very, what's that word? It just doesn't make sense to me. Um, and, uh, you know, taking a look at that. You know, it says, you know, people say, look at the GitHub. So GitHub, remember, you know, GitHub is, I don't necessarily consider GitHub a really good indicator for development. Um, all the people say, because some people, some projects don't list on GitHub. I mean, that's just the reality of it. I, I don't know. Um, so I personally don't think that, you know, saying, oh, because they didn't do any development on GitHub that this project is dead. I I don't know. I just don't, I don't buy that argument, but whatever. You know, I, I think the people who FUD this this project itself, especially the people who got into it and was hyping it up and are, are you know, are, are not backing it up for whatever reason. I think they're, I think they just are salty because they lost a lot of money in it as the coin dropped. Um, so I think that's part of it. I think people kind of bought into the idea of Neo, you know, going up to like five hundred, eight hundred dollars. Um, but um, you know, and so yeah, so I personally don't think, um, you know, so that's that's to me very, very, I think short sighted. I think it's pretty ignorant in my opinion. Um, GitHub, you know, just because stuff is not on GitHub, okay, so it's not decentralized. I I, I get that idea, that it's just because something is on GitHub, it has to be on GitHub. And the development has to be there. Uh, blah 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 blah. I, I don't. Nobody says that people have to put it on GitHub, right? I mean, GitHub is just there, but that's not like the de facto place to look at. So, um, all right. So anyway, um, you know, as far as as far as what I think about these projects, you know. Um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff going on. I mean, if you take a look at Neo's monthly report, I mean, it's pretty clear specifically what's happening. Um, you know, they're adding in you know D DBFT 2.0. They're adding invoking contracts as of March. Um, they're putting in the plugin types. They're changing the virtual machine. Um, there's actually testnet tokens in real time. Uh, on the events, they actually had Neo DevCon in, in February of 16 to 17. Now, for a scam coin to do this, I think they're pretty stupid to do that if they were to go out there and do these events even in February. Um, you know, they have GameCon that's happening in Tokyo in March the 9th, 23rd. Um, you know, they have 319,000 people on Twitter. Um, you know, and they're still recruiting people as far as I know. I mean, they're doing still doing the hackathons all over the place. Uh, da Hongfei is still doing keynote speeches in, 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 in the token 2049. So anyway, so like I said, I mean, the, in terms of the monthly report for these projects, guys, I mean, just do your own research. You know, it's easy to FUD. I can come out here and say, oh, Neo's a scam and, you know, start making all these like dumb accusations about how garbage it is or whatever. I mean, this doesn't make sense. Um, and so and so uh, and so that's why that's why I always say is like do your own research regarding these projects. But either way, um, you know, that's my own personal opinion. I'm pretty sure people don't really, you know, have their own opinion on it. And, you know, that's that's part of the game. That's part of the game, guys. I don't really uh, have it. Uh, uh. <laughs> Someone says, 
Not for nothing, you could pull off face and neck tattoos. It would be funny yet lucrative, possibly to rent your face and neck to crypto companies for temporary logo tats. Uh, me as me putting some tats on myself, I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Um, I, it would have to be a uh, that tattoo would actually have to be uh, what's that word? Uh, you know, temporary. I I personally don't like tattoos on my on my body. I think it's I think it's poor taste. <laughs> Oh man! All altcoins will die. Uh, all altcoins will die. Yeah, I mean that's the other theory. I mean, you think all altcoins are gonna die? You can go ahead and uh, go ahead and just buy Bitcoin. I mean, pff, there's a lot of things you can do. You know, nobody actually tells people to buy you know certain altcoins or whatever. All right. Anyway, uh, let's take a look at a couple of other ones. This is actually the blockchain conference that they had. Uh, pretty interesting stuff here. Let me show you guys that. Um, this is something and let's take a look. It looks like they're actually, you know, doing stuff here with Nebulous, P-Chain, Ultrain. So, you, you know, you know, when you're looking at projects, guys, you know, I mean, here's the thing, right? I, I made a whole video on China specifically. And I think that China has one of the biggest growth drivers in crypto overall. By, by far, it has the best um, growth. And so, you know, if you take a look at stuff like this, right, I always ask the question is, where's the money coming from? It's not coming from the Western countries, I can tell you that. The money that's coming right now in the crypto market, it's all from Asia. And they actually are the ones who are pumping in most of the money. I mean, let's just be honest here. You know, the Western countries kickstarted crypto, but the reality is we've lost, they've lost the advantage. Um, and the reason why they've lost the advantage is because of all the regulations and all the stuff that's happening and they don't really want to embrace it. But China is a whole different story. Uh, and so that's one thing that I've been following a lot. And uh, many people just under really underestimate these, these projects. Take a look at this picture here real quick. I mean, you've got Nebulous, you've got P-Chain, um, Train, you got Neo in the back. Um, this was in their 2018 you know, um, you know, meetup here that they had this pretty expensive meetup. And I, I was, you know, I was invited to go to the uh, couple places to go to Neo and all that. But if you take a look at like, again, you know, you kind of ask yourself this question is, you know, in the future, where is the growth for crypto going to come from? Um, and I'm not saying, you know, Chinese coins are the best coins, because obviously, there's a lot of scams out there. Um, but what I am saying is that, you know, if you take a look at stuff like this, where people are still actively meeting up, developing, you got a lot of investors coming in. I mean, there's a lot of money pouring, pouring in from, into this market. They're going to go through these. So um, either way, I think there's there's definitely a lot of opportunity. Um, here is another one. I mean, like I said, if this is a scam coin, please tell me, please tell me if this is a scam coin that's that would be doing this. Uh, you know, they're doing global recruitment tours. They're actually recruiting in Beijing on March 28th uh, to Singha University and Columbia University in New York. So there's a lot of places that actually end up doing that. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's kind of interesting to see that. Uh, the China hustle. So the China hustle is a pretty interesting theory, right? Um, I've, I saw a documentary about that. That's act, there's actually a documentary, I believe, on Netflix about the China hustle, uh, about these companies putting up like fake stuff and then you know using the Nasdaq and the equity market to pump in money to these places. Um, and so yeah, I, I understand that. I understand that, right? I, I also understand that 
the world is not just composed of Western countries. There's countries out there, especially in the emerging market, is that people are actually developing stuff, right? Now, if you take a look at Western con companies, they're not really embracing blockchain, okay? So even if I told you out of 10 projects that are being produced from the China hustle, I guess every, everything is a scam, right? Apparently to the China hustle. If 10 projects, let's say, you know, five of them are scams. The other five, if the other five hit, it, it, it really outpaces anything that you can find right now in terms of growth. Um, because you, you can't get into these projects otherwise uh, because you're locked out of the system in many of the Western countries. So what I'm trying to say is that you're always going to get scams. You're always going to get hustles. People are always going to get, I guess, taken for a ride. And that's part of investing at the early stages. If you want something sure and something really, really um, secure and not losing your money to the China hustle, then you could invest in something that's already more well established, something like a Fortune 500 company that like IBM. I guess you can buy buy IBM, I guess, because IBM is investing in blockchain and you're technically not going to, you know, they're, they got a reputable source, right? But what you're looking here is more of a VC type of venture capital type of model. And that's what people don't really understand, right? People think that these companies are, all of them are legit. Everything is going on the up and up. And the reality is that it, it, it this is early stage investment. That's why the SEC decided to clamp down on this stuff because people don't understand a lot of the risks that come with it. Um, and so when you get people that get burned, the next thing they do is they cry wolf. And all they keep on saying at that point is the sky is falling, the sky is falling. Um, and then you end up in a situation where you blame everything on scams, right? And so that's where you kind of get a lot of these other situations. And I think if you have an open mind and understand the fact that, yeah, you know, there is such a thing as a China hustle is that, you know, People are going to scam. And that's not to say during the IPO market in 2000, I saw a lot of people do it. They should call it the, the U.S. hustle too, right? There is also called the U.S. hustle. And that's what happened uh, in, in 2000 during the NASDAQ bubble. There was a bunch of companies that basically scammed people. And they ended up um, going bankrupt. They took investors' money and they ran. And examples like, you know, companies like pet.com, you know, crap like that. You know, people had this like bright idea of building up like websites um, and literally didn't have much behind it. But we excuse that, right? People excuse that because, oh, yeah, it's something that, oh, well, companies made a mistake, right? But, you know, and, and that's the part where I really kind of ask you guys to really think about when people talk about FUD and all of that, FUD is fear, uncertainty, and doubt, right? It's this idea that, you know, when you're looking at stuff like the China hustle, as an example, uh, I think it's easy to point fingers and say, oh, look, look at this one. You know, they don't have shit behind them and they're all scams and all this other stuff. But that's that's how all all markets are. Like there is no market out here that is, let's just say, clean all the way. Um, we hope that all projects are clean, and but that's something that's another thing. Um, so China hustle is something that's out there. I, I, I don't disagree with that. And it's unfortunate that we have companies that do that. Uh, and that exists, right? And that definitely exists. So anyway, moving along, because I want to get off of a tangent here, off a of soapbox. But uh, let's take a look at the, at the prices real quick and, and take a look at what's going on uh, in the market. But if you take a look at the market overall, I mean, it's 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 very clear to see here 
that we do have a lot of movement in these coins. And so just for the, you guys who, who may not have be aware, uh, I am definitely going to be do, doing things a lot differently this year. Um, it's something that I think, you know, when you have those examples, I think like Binance is an example. Like Binance, oh man, this coin. Binance is just one of those coins that I think has a lot, a lot of potential, right? So here, their coin, they are launching their next, um, their DEX exchange this month. Okay, so for starters. Um, and, and so if you take a look at Binance as a viable, a viable option, right? Binance has such a, such a great potential. It's one of the first coins that has the right business model, right? It's not losing money. It's making money. It has, um, a great ecosystem. It has this awesome, awesome founder who is very, very clear about, what he wants in the company it has a very good structure of the coin burning and on top of that binance is one of the leading exchanges out there uh i i i can't talk enough good things about binance um you know and and the thing is that you know when people really hammer down hammer down um i think you you know I think I think that the Binance coin and the ecosystem is just going to continue to grow exponentially. There is basically going to be a lot of situations where Binance is going to take the reins from many of the coins. In fact, the volume right now, majority of it's concentrated in Binance now. And so, when you're looking at a at a machine like this, um, you know it's easy to point fingers and blame all the things they are not doing right. But reality is, they're the only ones innovating right now. And so when I look at these these projects, I, I'm not just saying to myself, oh my God, what a trading opportunity. I'm looking at it five years down the road. And so I think Binance has a very, very good, um, in my opinion, a very good idea of where crypto should be. Now, are they gonna get there? Um, are they gonna get there quickly? No. I think they're gonna get there. I think they're gonna get there in a, such a way that uh, in the next five years from now, Binance is going to be probably bigger than Coinbase uh, and maybe Gemini too. I, 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 you know, I personally think that uh, this coin has been such, such a spectacular coin uh, as a whole. Uh, let's take a look. China hustle is no excuse for the actions of the SEC government. Just do it like Germany and advise real estate investors against investing in crypto belief. Yeah, I, I agree with crypto future. I think when people spread FUD and they say, well, you can't invest because of Binance and CZ doing all these stuff, I think they're being very, very ignorant. I think people are just spreading FUD just to spread FUD. FUD is what actually sells, you know? I mean, that's the reality. You know, if you if you put FUD out there, people will, will run and hide and they're going to be afraid of everything. And that's the way publications do. If you take a look at the media, the news media, uh, that's the way they sell uh, ads is that, they make things worse than what they really are. They exaggerate that out there. Uh, and so that's that's what they usually do. The media loves to do that. They usually talk about FUD, how people are screwing you, how people are going to stab you, how people are going to mug you. They say all these things just to sell you advertisements. Uh, and people buy it. You know, They buy a hook, line, and sinker. They think it's the real thing. I I don't really listen to the news anymore. I personally don't really care for it. 
um, people tend to exaggerate um, facts. They tend to make up stuff. It's like this idea of like, uh, you know, fake news. So to me, CZ, I don't really care who CZ is as a person. What I care about what he's doing with the project. And Binance is the easiest to use right now and has the most liquidity of all the exchanges. Uh, and the third thing is that they are definitely moving in the right direction, which should be decentralization of the exchanges. Um, in my opinion, I think that CZ is ahead of his game. I think in the next couple, unless he does anything fraudulent or scammy, I hope he doesn't, by the way. Because if he, if he does anything fraudulent and scammy, then at that point, all bets are off. But from what I know about CZ, I think that uh, he's one of the more bigger innovators of the space. And right now, he doesn't get the credit because for whatever reason. Um, and it's okay. I mean, I don't think he really cares about that. Um, but he's doing all the things that need to be doing that. And so um, whatever, right? You know, as far as what I think what I think uh, Binance is doing or not doing, you know, at this point, whether they're following regulations or whether they're not following regulations, that's that's on them right as long as they you know end up doing whatever it is um uh you know binance does but the coin has done phenomenally well uh you know the coin has done phenomenally well uh let's just state that as a fact uh had you bought binance coin back in december it has outperformed bitcoin it has outperformed bitcoin hand over fist so was was it better to have bought Bitcoin in December or Binance coin? I mean, that's just basically the, the, the simple answer to that. And to be perfectly honest with you, um, you know, I, I kind of tend to always go the opposite route of what the herd thinks, right? Because I think Binance coin has, it, it's not just like the price. You see this, there's, there's the price and the fundamental, right? Um, and so when you're looking at a coin that has appreciated, I mean, let's, let's take a look real quick. The coin has done from $4 to 19. This coin has done a 5x return, right? Bitcoin has only gone 1x. And people keep on talking about Bitcoin being like this whole thing. But the coin has quintupled, right? It's one of the best, one of the best um, performers out there. And so I think that's that's that it, it's quite simple as a trader, as an investor, what exactly that's going to look like. So anyway, I'm sticking my uh, I think that Binance is going to continue going higher if it pulls back at this point. Um, uh, and, and I think, you know, you're going to find that out there. So, you know, good luck to them. Um, I hope they continue developing in the space because we st we still need a lot of innovation in the space. I think the space is getting a little bit more. It's getting stale. I think people are just not really innovating, uh, innovating fast enough. Uh, they are pumping the prices, but people are not actually innovating and developing that space. Um, um, okay, here we go. All right, let's take a look at some of the other stuff. Uh, we're going to call it here. I'm going to end up, uh, you know, stopping here for a while because I'm going to take a break. I think I'm getting a little tad, a little tad of the coins um all right 
So let's take a look at some of the other stuff right here. I mean, I think, uh, you know, overall, um, there was a lot of situations here where we're trying to see specifically, um, you know, coins that are actually moving, moving in the right direction. So a couple of movements on Tezos. You know, it's funny because Tezos is one of those coins that people said, all right, I, you know, I really don't like their ICO and blah, blah, blah. And now everybody's talking about Tezos as if they were this, the next best thing. Um, you know, Tezos is a, a very interesting coin because you've got that staking piece with them. And so when you're looking at Tezos, you're like asking to yourself that question, like, oh man, should I buy Tezos because it's got a staking feature, you know, all of that stuff. And I mean, when I look at Tezos, I always ask myself this question is like, what is the real use case for this? Um, you know, does this coin actually satisfy my criteria of decentralization and blah, blah, all that stuff. And so if you take a look at Tezos as a, you know, as an investment, it's done fairly well. I mean, it's gone from 40 cents to 90 and then we're kind of pulling back a little bit. I, I don't know if this is going to be another pump and dump like like engine coin was. Engine coin got really hyped up. Um, and so, you know, Tezos, I think obviously the train has already left the station as far as short term, you know, trades. Long term wise, a little different story, right? I mean, it's one of those unique coins that you normally don't really, you can't put your finger on real quick for Tezos. But if I go ahead and take a look at it real quick, let me take a look at Tezos because I think this is another one that people have been bugging me about. So, you know, I don't know. There's something about this coin that doesn't really fit well with me. I, I don't know. It never really attracted me specifically uh, about Tezos. And, um, you know, you always kind of look at, you know, the same stuff like smart contract, on-chain governance, blah, blah, blah. What, are, what is what is Tezos really offering that's different from some of the other stuff? I mean, I think if you take a look at, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I just I just find it. I just find it very, very interesting. But I'm not really sold on this idea for Tezos, I guess. Um, but I, I know a lot of people are interested in it. And they're like saying, well, I think we should just get into it and pile it on. Um, who knows, you know, maybe I'll change my tune a couple of weeks from now, but you know, when you're looking at this stuff like this, remember how Tezos came out from the ICO and there was a lot of stuff that came out from Tezos specifically about how it was going to change the way smart contracts were going to get built. Um, you know, there's a lot of like interesting things that kind of went with that. Um, but you know, I think, you know, you gotta be careful with some of these. I think this is something that people kind of, kind of flock to, but never really had, had in there. All right, uh, and our last one is, I think that's about it. I think I don't have really any more um, thoughts about the market. I think we were talking about Ethereum Classic specifically, and um, and I think Ethereum Classic, I think Ethereum Classic kind of slowed down. Ethereum Classic was the one that I was getting all excited about, but I did not get into Ethereum Classic, but just wanted to kind of mention it because it was kind of interesting. 32% for Ether, um, you know, specifically. All right. Well, anyway, so wrapping the whole thing up, guys. Well, thank you very much, for everybody, for sticking around. I mean, it's been a pretty nice little talk here, a nice little live stream for everybody. Um, you know, I think if we're talking a little bit about my number one pick, all right, my number one pick. It's kind of a tough one for my number one pick at this point. But I guess if you were to ask me right now, um, I think 
I'm going to have to go with the... Uh, I think I'm going to have to go with Litecoin. All right, number one right now. Uh, I think Litecoin short term has a lot of potential. I think Litecoin longer term has... I think people are getting it wrong uh, with Litecoin. Uh, I think Litecoin has much more potential than Bitcoin in the shorter term. Uh, the adoption rate for Litecoin, I think it's a lot more, a lot, man, a lot more than Bitcoin. Um, I know in the past I haven't been really favorable on Litecoin. And one of the reasons why was because, you know, we kind of, you know, put Litecoin as like this alternative to Bitcoin. And I think what's happening right now is you're beginning to see some of these projects that have been existed for a while now really begin to show their development. And so I think that Litecoin is, in my opinion, uh, going to be the the best coin uh, for 19. Uh, I I think I think the coin is undervalued. I think at these levels, um, the pump I think is short term, you know. But if Bitcoin begins to run and we get some sort of more adoption on Bitcoin, again, it all depends on Bitcoin really. I mean, I I would have to say that nothing is going to move without Bitcoin, but I think that's something that we're probably going to get a lot. So I think that's, I'll, I'll kind of end it with there. All right, guys. Well, hopefully you guys enjoy the stream. And again, uh, if you're not joining my group, Joel, go ahead and join it because I'll be kind of updating people on some of the projects I am, you know, going to be entering in. Uh, once this pump kind of falls back a little bit, I think that right now it's a little bit dangerous to kind of get in just because the market has already pumped up so much. Um, but either way, I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, I think right now we're, we're at a nice spot in crypto. I think it's a nice spot. I don't think we are like technically super overvalued, but at the same time, I know that there's a lot of FUD out there and there's a lot of people who basically hate uh, crypto. And that's okay, right? Because that's exactly what happened in 2015 and 2016 when people were talking crap about it, saying that this was a flash in the pan, it wasn't gonna go anywhere. And next thing you know, within two years, we had this massive bull run, the likes that we've never, we've never seen before. So we are in a very, very good spot. Now, if you stick with me in the next couple of months and years here, um, I will I will walk you guys through on this next cycle. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there and there will be continue to be a lot of stuff out there. But uh, that's one thing you guys need is someone with experience, someone who can flush out these projects someone who can you know give your honest opinion about these projects and i'm not talking about just pump pump and dump or shills or whatever crap that people say nowadays but what i am saying is going to be um you know someone there that's that you're going to trust and and i think that's more important because everybody has an opinion about certain coins um i i definitely and uh I definitely, definitely have a lot of opinion about a lot of projects right now. They're super, super cheap. All right, guys. Well, um, hopefully you guys enjoy this live stream. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And if you haven't joined join my uh, le- my newsletter, uh, go ahead and join it because I'm going to go ahead and be sending out some stuff for people absolutely for free. Um, and uh, we'll go ahead and get, get to, I will stick. I will stick with you from face tattoo number one to face number 10 and long live crypto. All right, guys. Peace out. Crypto butt out.